You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. President Cyril Ramaphosa has described the Johannesburg fire that claimed the lives of at least 75 people as a tragic disaster. He cancelled the scheduled address to the nation yesterday to visit the reportedly hijacked building that was ravaged by fire. At least 250 people were injured, 50 of them whom being treated now in hospital. Ramaphosa says the issue of inner city housing and the hijacking of buildings need to be addressed. For more on this, we're joined on the line by our, uh, SABC reporter Sasha Naidu, who is currently right there in the city of uh, Johannesburg City Centre, the gutted building in Marshalltown. A very good morning to you, Sasha, and very. Uh, uh, can you tell us what are you seeing where you are right now, and what is the scene like, uh, and have all the occupants from the building been removed? Hi, good morning, Elvis. Well, uh, it is uh, quite quiet here in the uh, in the city around the area of the building which uh, was gutted by that fire yesterday morning. Uh, currently, what we can see is that the entire vicinity of the building has been cordoned off with barbed wire, and there is quite a large contingent of JNPD officers as well as a few SAPS uh, officers that are guarding the area just to ensure, you know, that uh, the residents who did ma- manage to make it out. Uh, yesterday morning, don't try to enter once again. Because we did see that uh, yesterday evening, last night, many of the residents didn't want to leave the area saying that their valuables, their belongings are still inside the building and they wanted to, you know, go back inside and retrieve their belongings. So what we do know now is that all of uh, the residents who did manage to make it out have been temporarily housed at uh, three uh, buildings around Johannesburg for the time being and uh, they will stay there until you know a more sort of permanent uh, accommodation setup is actually arranged for them by the city as well as uh, the provincial government now yesterday we saw that figure spike we started off at 20 in the morning when we had the first interview and we saw a substantial increase in the number of people injured and killed is that death toll still at 75 people Yes, that is correct. Well, the correct number is actually 74. Uh, it was 73 initially. However, one person did pass away in hospital, bringing the number to 74. So out of that 74, 40 of them were males, 24 of them were females, and uh, 10 who uh, are actually undetermined at this stage because their bodies were burnt beyond recognition. And uh, out of that uh, 74, there were 12 children who tragically lost their lives as well. So for uh, the latest number, it is 74 that perished in this fire incident. Thank you so much for that. And have the authorities been able to establish now the cause of the fire as yet? Well, we do understand that uh, it is uh, forming part of an investigation. We do expect uh, forensic teams to come back to the scene this morning and, uh, you know, thoroughly uh, conduct another investigation to find out exactly what caused this place. However, according to the Johannesburg Emergency Services, they say that they believe it could have been uh, a heating appliance such as a gas stove, a paraffin lamp, um, or even candles. Uh, you know, that uh, might have uh, actually caused this place. Because at the time um, when the uh, incident occurred, there was load shedding in this area, so there wasn't any uh, power at that uh, specific building.
I thank you so much for that update. Our SABC reporter Sasha Naidu is currently in the Joburg City Centre at the building which was gutted by fire in Marshalltown. Meanwhile, the Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa, SERI, is urging the city of Joburg to take this unfortunate event as a wake-up call to proactively improve the conditions of the buildings it owns and manages. For more on this, we join on the line by our SERI Senior Communications and Advocacy Officer, Edward Malopi. A very good morning to you and welcome. Uh, good morning, Elvis. Good morning to the SAFM listeners. Mr. Malopi, you are calling on the city to take this incident as a wake-up call and to proactively improve the conditions of the buildings it owns and manages. But are you indirectly saying that the city of Joburg is to be blamed for the fire that engulfed the uh, the former shelter for women and children? Um, so we are saying that um, the conditions that um, led to... Um, the fire pit spreading so quickly and sort of, um, you know, the unsafe living conditions um, are directly, I think, can be directly linked to um, the city's inaction and uh, mismanagement um, of this particular building and also buildings that um, they they own. And not just um, the ones that they own, but also um, being local government um, they also have a mandate to also just um, look at um, living conditions um, in within their jurisdiction. That could be true, but the city of Johannesburg says that it has over the years on numerous occasions tried to discourage the illegal occupation of buildings, hijacked buildings, which it has deemed unsafe and tried to evict the occupants from such dilapidated and dangerous buildings. But... It has been continuously Ill- litigated by Siri over the years. So would you then say that Siri is part of the problem in this respect? No, I mean, I think in, if you look at uh, most of the litigation that we have had um, against the city of Johannesburg in as far as the inner city's consent, has always been to force the city to provide alternative accommodation to people who are living in such buildings. Um, in instances where I think they are quoting us as saying that we have prevented them from acting, it is in instances where um, no due process has been followed by um, mayors who want to go in and um, demolish people's homes without any authorizing court order and without considering um, any of the lived circumstances and people who are living there. Um, and providing that alternative accommodation. Because in, in, in a sense, what they were seeking to do is just to go in there, demolish the building um, without um, any provision of alternatives for those who need it, which essentially means that um, we would then have a bigger problem of people um, living out all across um, the streets of, of, of the inner city. So even if they would have demolished the building, uh, we would have been seeing blankets all over the streets of Johannesburg because people would have nowhere else mm-hmm. to go. But these would be illegal occupants in hijacked buildings. So if the city removes them, why can't Siri and other NGOs work together with the city and other social partners instead of hauling government to court to prevent them from removing these people? Because if they are illegal, then the, 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 the city shouldn't be forced to provide them with alternative uh, accommodation. No, so I mean, even in terms of our law, um, if if w- w- if you are in unlawful occupation, that does not mean that you do not have a right to housing. Um, 
that that house is that that right to housing is guaranteed to um, everyone. But if 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 it means that, um, for example, the building is unsafe, um, it is likely to um, cause immediate danger. Um, then the state is, of course, um, encouraged to come in and say, um, "This is what we are planning and proposing to do." We are not in any way trying to stop the state from doing and performing its duties. We are just simply saying that um, there are due processes, there is a constitution, there are laws um, that need to be followed, and we are willing to assist if um, uh, there are efforts that are being made to ensure that um, the lived conditions of people um, are improved and also that um, the state takes on its, its, its obligation and duties mm. um, to provide um, adequate housing. Mr. Malopi, I've got a number of hard questions, but unfortunately that's where we got to leave it. That was Edward Malopi, Senior Communications and Advocacy Officer at the Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa, Siri. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM. Leading the conversation.